Brown Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. And Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Welcome back around Guy Radio and we've got Scott. We're talking high school football with Scotty Melvin and we have uh, Coach Parkinson of the Linville Sully Hawks. Uh, welcome program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me on again, Dave, and, and pleasure to be with you and Scotty. All right, Scotty, uh, you got the first question. Go ahead. Well, hey, Coach Parkinson, it's good to speak with you. Uh, I've listened to you chat with Dave quite a few times in the last year or so, and, and we followed your uh, program with a lot of interest. You guys had a heck of a team. Some of my favorite players, especially, uh, uh, you know, getting to look at somebody that's not from southeast Iowa, where we're, you know, um, largely paying attention to. You guys had a heck of a run last year. I have a feeling you're, you're primed for another one this year. Um Right off the bat, you've got Danville, who's a team from our area, and we know nothing about them. What do you know about the Bears? Well, I appreciate, uh, you know, the comments about last year. That was a, that was a fun yeah. year. It was one that, uh, you know, I'm not going to forget as a coach. <laughs> and I know the guys won't either. It was a heck of a ride. And, but now we got a new yeah, – got to start over. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you talk Danville, they, they've – I uh, haven't had a, a varsity season in quite a few years uh, with Danville, but their kids have been playing uh, a bigger ball. They've been playing up at Mount, uh, I think at Mount Pleasant maybe, or uh, yeah. something like that. But, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a school that's ha- always had a lot of athletic success, uh, success, uh, success, excuse me, especially basketball. Yeah. A um, number of years there. Uh, I think they had some good baseball too. So wouldn't it wouldn't shock me to see, you know, those kids come out and, and be ready to go. Might be a little green to football there, but uh, you never know. Athletes are athletes. So we'll be ready for anything. And, and uh, you know, that was a bit of a surprise game that we weren't quite sure who we were going to see non-district. But, um, you know, we, we're the kind of program that we just uh, – we go one week at a time and, and we prepare for everybody the best you can. But – uh, we kind of do our thing. We're we're kind of a do what you do type team. Well, you you, uh, you that game's in Danville. No, sorry, say that again. Is that game in Danville? No, that's actually at home. So. Okay, so you got a home game yeah, we, to start out with. Well, who do you got uh, week two there, Coach? Well, we we go two back to back at home. You got uh, North Mahaska in that second game that I play. So that that kicks up a great rivalry game between uh, two schools that have played each other. Oh, I, we're we're up there in the fifties or or so number of times we've we've gone toe to toe. So a lot of fun every time those two teams meet up, and and uh, then then we go to Pleasantville. So we we've got we've got some work there. That's a non-district game for us, and then okay. And well, then hold on. We're just kind of trying to go over the schedule uh, a little bit one at a time here. Uh, yeah, Scott, do yeah, you got any questions about the North Mahaska game? Um, not, not really. I saw North Mahaska in person last year. They were in a district with some of our, our schools down this way. I saw them, uh, up at Columbus and, uh, they were overmatched, but they, you know, they had some size. I know they've got some, some, some good coaches on their staff. I watched Levi Ferguson when he was in high school and I know he's, uh, helping out there. That can't hurt anything, but, uh, I, I would expect them maybe to take a step forward this year, but, uh, you know, they'll have their work cut out for them traveling, uh, to see you guys in week two. 
Well, you know what? Anytime you get a bunch of young kids out on the field, uh, you know you're going to take some lumps. And, and they had a new coach, so I I, I think they're going to they're going to see some some good returns. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, it's it's a school just like I mentioned, Danville a school that's had some success in the past and, and had some great teams under Steve Errett. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter which team uh, if you're up or down between when those two teams play each other, it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, well, uh, North Mahaska had a great baseball team, a great basketball team. They got a lot of talent over there, and they kind of have a tradition of being a, a powerhouse, plus that's a rivalry game. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be up for that. Uh, uh, I think that's a that's a big one. What do you got the week after? Who'd you say? Uh, Pleasantville's our, our week three. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you know about them? Well, another familiar team. Uh, we've played them now early season for a few years in a row, and and it's been a back and forth the last couple of years. It's it's been some good battles, and and uh, last year was the first year that we had beaten them in a few times, and uh, that's an old DMRC rivalry game. So, you know, for those guys that played in like the '80s and and uh, early '90s, Pleasantville, that's that's one of those games that uh, meant a lot to them. And so we've tried to restore that a little bit. I don't think the boys know quite what that was back then, but. Um, it's they, you know it's a bigger school they they've got a bunch of competitive athletes and they, they're used to playing at a higher level so uh, every time we we see them it's a it's a dog fight and uh, they bring a ton of kids back so I, I would imagine they're going to be uh, a pretty tough team to deal with especially early in the season. We got any questions, Scotty? Not really. They're, they're, that's a school I know very little about. I, I know that uh, Sigourney Kyoto had to play them last year, I believe, in the district. Uh, I wonder. I think they might still be in the same district. I'm not sure on that. Um, and, and they're a competitive team. That, that's really all I know about them. Okay. Well, well who's next on the schedule, Coach? Uh, then we host Madrid at our, at our place, and uh, that'll, that'll be a big-time district yeah. ball game. Uh, Madrid, you know, they've been building uh, the last couple of years, I think, and, and they've they're gonna. They're about ready to turn out uh, another good season. So uh, that's gonna be a heck of a football game uh, that fourth week at our place. Well, Scotty, if I remember right, they were a playoff team last year, weren't they? I believe so. And and I think uh, didn't you guys coach play them kind of later in the season on your on your district schedule? Yeah, I believe it was week five last year. Okay. Um, we kind of caught we caught them we we kind of caught them at the right time. As kind we're starting to kind of turn you know peak a little bit. Yeah. on offense and and uh we got the best of them but uh they they played us really tough in the second half and you know they they also bring back a ton of guys uh they got knocked out the first round but i got a i got a feeling they'll be hungry they had a sophomore quarterback that was a pretty good player and okay. a couple other guys so you know it, i i just think about these teams like you know we graduated a lot of, of talented kids and some of the teams were playing they got a lot of talented kids coming back and they're going to be hungry, but I know that's motivating our guys right now to, to go out there and compete and get in the weight room. So I'm just excited to see, you know, the fact we're talking football again and, and getting some of these games is, is exciting. So I know Coach Hinkle will have those boys ready to go, though, uh, when that time comes. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of followed Madrid a little bit. I thought they were a pretty good team. I think that might be your biggest challenge uh, so far on the schedule. Well, who do you got next? Well, after that, we, we traveled down to Wayne, down to Corden and Wayne, and, and uh, you know, you never, like I said, with Danville, you never know. Uh, they were super young last year, too, and and uh, same with North Mahaska. So, those young teams, uh, we were we were in that position three, four years ago with that group that made it to the Dome, and and uh, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not in those inner workings at those schools, but, you know, when you got a young team and they get to play 
uh, early on, they, they learn they learn about that sometimes through taking some licks, and sometimes that can mold a pretty good team. But uh, hard to predict a little bit of what may be to come for some of those schools. Yeah, I saw them play uh, Sigourney in baseball. Uh, they got some talent over there. Uh, I wouldn't overlook them. Uh, uh, who's next, Coach? Well, then I, I mentioned uh, in the pre in the pre show we uh, we got a rematch with Mount Air. Uh, Mount Air came to our place uh, last year in the second round, and that was a shootout. It was like 60, 63 to thirty or sixty two to thirty three or something, some wild scoring game. <laughs> Like that, it was quite a, it was quite an offensive ball game from both schools, and uh, you know they come back to our place, so that'll be interesting. Both teams graduated a lot, a lot of their our talent, but uh, you know I know this about Mount Air; they they're pretty good at uh, reloading, and, and we certainly want to be a team like that as well, of a, a team that can reload. So I, I look forward to that game too in Week Six. That's going to be a challenge, uh, certainly. Uh, for for us and for them, and we'll know who we are by then, and I'm sure they will too. So, yeah. uh, story tradition there, without a doubt. Scotty, you uh, followed Mount Air a little bit uh, last year, didn't you? Actually, I did not. Uh, read about them some. Uh, probably as I'm following Linville Soli's season, those, uh, those guys in Madrid both. Um, Madrid being a, a, a team along with Linville Soli that. Um, when I moved to Iowa back in the '90s, I would hear about those programs. You know, so that was definitely uh one that i was interested in to see madrid kind of back on the map as a a rising team and linville solely you guys being where where you already are uh that one was one that i was looking forward to in that mount air game too um but no i don't know much about mount air well uh coach it sounds like your 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 schedule is like a stair step you know what i mean like a staircase uh it just keeps getting a little little harder every every week doesn't it Well, you know what? It it, it kind of can. I think if you look at it that way, that's an interesting way to look at that. It's it just you know any schedule we've always thought is kind of a stepping stepping stone or staircase to where you want to be. And and uh, funny you mentioned that because uh, when we made the post, you know, got in the postseason last year, we used a uh, graphic like that uh, to show kind of taking steps to the dome, and and we do a lot of goal setting with that. So that's that's kind of the the visual representation that we use a lot of t- use a lot of times. Uh, with that or like rungs of a ladder, you just got to keep climbing until you get to where you want to be. Well, uh, you got another one after that? Yeah, we go, uh, Martin's, we're on the road the last two games. Uh, you know, one of the cool things about this year, we, we get to play on the turf uh, uh-huh. a number of games, Pleasantville, and then uh, they got a brand new uh, field turf field, and Martinsdale St. Mary's is our next game, and they got a beautiful field down there. So we head down there. We haven't played down there for a few years. They're coming up from eight, man, so be interesting to see – uh, their 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 head coach Derek Warden, uh, him and I go a long way back. Actually, he uh, he actually recruited me to to go to uh, Simpson College back in the back in the day, and <laughs> uh, I ended up going to Briarcliff University. But uh, I had a number of gr- really good uh, talks with him and visits with him over the the course of the recruiting uh, time in high school, and and uh, that was that's kind of brought us uh, close together when we get a chance to see each other and play each other. We uh, definitely. Uh, you know, respect each other as coaches, but more more than that, just become kind of trusted, uh, uh, you know, colleagues in the in the in the world of coaching. Well, Scotty and I saw uh, we went to Martinsdale and saw the uh, eight man football shootout doubleheader, uh, gorgeous field. Scott, you got to see Martinsdale, didn't you, at Waco? Yes, um, and 
you know, Waco overmatched about everybody they played last year in eight man until it came down to dome time. Uh, but yeah, that trip down to Martinsdale, coach, that's a that's a really nice place they've got to play on. That'll be great for your kids. And and uh, now they, I asked their AD last year when we were there. I said I was expecting it to be set up for eight man, and uh, it wasn't. It's it's eleven man dimensions, and he said that they had to leave it that way in case uh, they ended up back in eleven man. Wouldn't you know it? This fall. That's going to happen. Um, so, you know, it worked out. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a fantastic little facility, man. I, I was really impressed with it. Uh, they, they got a great coach. I interviewed him. Uh, they'll probably be ready to go for you, won't they? Oh, you know, with, without a doubt. And another, another uh, you know, team that, uh, you know, that transition from 8-man to 11, you, you just don't know. But by that time in week seven, uh, I would expect, you know, their coaching staff and, and their kids to be, you know, uh, well kind of settled into that. And they've got a couple tests early on, too, that they're going to get, you know, they'll know uh, kind of who they are and uh-huh. and uh, you know, by the time we get there. That's a, that's a big transition, yeah. They cut that eight-man field inside the 11-man field, like they did say. That was why that uh, uh, that turf is uh, expensive to put down, ain't it, Coach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I don't know what that runs anymore. I'm sure, but uh, it sounds like they they up, uh, upgraded that one. They got some new turf, so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it was like eight hundred thousand dollars or something, wasn't it, Scotty? I think so. You know, he he. I asked that question, and he told me, and uh, I forgot it because I probably didn't want to uh, let my brain think about uh, sums <laughs> of money in that amount. Uh, in fact, my dad, you know, took care of uh, Western Illinois University's turf field for a long time there before he retired, and he's not a fan of it, but <laughs> he likes grass. But uh, you know, man, I I think it's awesome to watch the kids play on that stuff. It's it's one of the most gorgeous fields I've ever seen. The- they had to pay like another seventy-five thousand dollars to have the eight-man uh, uh, cut into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Scotty, I'm I'm like you on the grass side of things. Yeah. I, I like playing on grass, coaching on grass. You know, you come to you come to our field of Linville slowly. We got quite we got like the '80s crown on there. Yes. Uh, you know, so I kind of I kind of like the old uh, O.J. Simpson offense. I, I know you can't really throw his name around the mix anymore because oh, that works for me. I remember O.J. real good. Yeah, but uh, student student body right and student body left downhill on the sideline oh, yeah. on play to run. Yep, that's how I grew up. <laughs> well, I think you got at least one more on the schedule, don't you? Yeah, we do. Uh, we we head down to Central Decatur down in Leon. That that'll be a road trip. We played down there a few years ago. Uh, the last two years they've been they've been Class One A, uh, and and they played some some. Tough competition the last couple of years, and, and had some success in a few games. And I would imagine they'll be ready. They they run kind of a wide open, uh, spread, empty style offense, and that's always hard to prepare for. Anytime you put guys in space, so uh, like I said, you know, you get that's week eight, and that's so far away from here. Uh, but at the same time, you know, by the time we get there, that'll be a fun game. They got a, another school with an incredible complex, and and. Uh, you know, good good tradition of, of having uh, some some success and, and athletic kids. So, uh, you know, up and up and down our schedule, I think that's that's the thing I'm excited about. Uh, looking at at where this is and get to play against some different teams, but uh, you got the ch- the challenge of travel, which is seems to be a growing thing um, in in certain classes and in certain districts, and and uh, that's where you know you look at our our schedule and we're. we're we take, we got a couple long road trips. Uh, Mount Air is another another long one. I'm I'm glad that we got the split there. That it's not Mount Air and and Central Decatur on the road, but um, you know that's kind of the nature of the beast anymore. 
No, I got to see Central Decatur last year when they played Sigourney. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Sigourney was starting to turn their season around, and, and Central Decatur come in there. Uh, uh, they were they had a really good record, uh, and they uh, some uh, college recruiters was calling me up asking me about their uh, offensive line, saying they were pretty. They had a, a, a real big kid on the offensive line they were looking at. Uh, uh, Coach Jensen was ready for them and uh, uh, kind of sparked their season onto the playoffs uh, with that win. But uh, uh, I. I I think they're going to be uh, something you're going to be prepared for, and uh, they're known for their big offensive linemen. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I don't really want to make any predictions uh, about the about the season, but you know, you look uh, along the the schedule, and anytime you you see, uh, I, I think anytime during the week, uh, whether it's week uh, one to week eight, you, you got a, a huge matchup with a number of different teams in there. And uh, there's going to be some fun football played in, in our, our district, without a doubt. Uh, I think, you know, the team that ends up coming out on top of our district is going to be a team to contend with in the postseason. All right. Well, Scotty, you got any uh, other questions about the team? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Coach. Uh, and it's part of my job when I get on the phone with Dave to try to predict stuff. But it's too early yet, you know. Um, but uh, I, I do think Glenville Soli is set up for another good run this year. I, I think you guys are probably excited and with good reason. I want to ask about one player because he's my guy. I love to watch him. Uh, I got to watch him on my little phone. I had to watch you guys' get, uh, semifinal game on my phone at work. <laughs> and that was good enough. It was better than nothing. And uh, I got to see quarter now and harder run, finally, rather than reading about it or hearing about him. And uh, it was just so impressive. He's such a throwback player, the, the style of running backs that I like to watch as a fan. You know, he, he's compact. He's very strong, very fast, very athletic, uh, puts up a lot of numbers. Um, at times, seems like he just strapped the offense on his back for you if, if necessary. I'm wondering what kind of year are you looking for him to have as a senior this fall? Is he going to top 2,000 yards rushing? Because I could see it happening. <laughs> well, that, that would be exciting if he, if he was able to do that. Uh, he, he's such a great kid. He's, he's uh, they talk about his athletic ability, but I think more than that, just, just being a great kid, hard worker in the classroom, uh, and a good, good leader, a guy dedicated to the weight room, um, you know, four sport athlete and, and excels yeah. in, in everything he does. He, he's just one of those all around kids that you just love to have on your team. And, and you, you love uh, having him as, as part of your, uh, in your program and as one of your leaders. And, uh, certainly, uh, he's going to be a huge part of our offense, uh, but uh, you know, in the dome, we had we had to make some other plays, and we had to find uh, different ways to move the football. Uh, when you when you play a team like team like West Hancock, you you got to find uh, different ways to move it. And I thought our quarterback had a heck of a game. And a couple of our linemen yeah. really stepped up and played on on both sides of the ball. So uh, you know, as as good as quarter is, we've got to find we've got to find more ways than one to to get the job you know job done. And and I just actually watched the. Uh, this thing today about hidden yards, and I think that's something that I want to keep promoting to the team, these hidden yards where, you know, you hear about a guy that gets a lot of yards, and maybe it is 2,000 yards rushing, but who's going to get some of those hidden tough yards, those yeah. you know, those three, four-yard extra yards where you get a first down or, you know, that forward lean, and I think that's the challenge that I want to want to pose to some of our other backs and, and our line, just about earning that extra stuff, kind of those those little extra hidden yards on offense and defense that'll kind of help us get across the finish line. Well, uh, Scott, Scotty Melvin and I uh, got to see the Linville Sully uh, basketball team play Kyoto. Uh, 
he had a lot of tremendous athletes, uh, uh, had a heck of a, a basketball uh, ball team. Uh, but who, who are the seniors that you're going to be replacing this year and uh, what positions uh, uh, are we going to have to find some new, new, new kids to fill? Well, it's, it, it's kind of tough for me to pick the first one because there were so many darn good ones uh, and good kids on top of it, guys that have, that have put the, the program on their back from when we were uh, one, and eight, one and eight and, and uh, they were freshmen and, and just kind of battling through some of that adversity. And, and uh, But I'll, I'll just kind of start with Connor Maston, uh, another all-around heck of an athlete, great kid, uh, Kyle Squires, one of our running backs, uh, linebacker. Then you could just start chipping away at some of our linemen. That's going to be one of the biggest places, I think. Um, Connor was an outstanding receiver, and and and, uh, and um, Kyle linebacker. You know, I mentioned linebacker, running back, uh, but we we really had a tremendous amount of success this past season um, using a, a different kind of offensive line. And everybody seems to look for like the big guys and the guys that kind of can run the zone blocking scheme and. Uh, this year we actually, or this past year, we asked a couple guys to move from backfield and tight end positions into play guard. Uh, we just had a tremendous amount of speed on the line. So Lane Mathis and, and uh, excuse me, Lane, Lane Fisk and Mathis Torres, uh, two guys that uh, graduated from the guard position that I think had a had a tremendous year. And, and uh, we're going to have to find some, some people that fit into those roles where they can pull. That was one of the biggest things I think that, was challenging for defenses last year is when we were able to get a lot of guys around the corner, not just a running back, but two pulling guards and a couple extra blocking backs. That made us pretty nasty. So, you know, those, those guys are uh, – every every year, you know, you, you look back and you say, man, how are we going to replace those guys? But it's amazing how when, when you've got guys dedicated and motivated to be good that uh, they step up and, and they just keep going. You know, you, met, you mentioned Sigourney and uh, Sigourney Kyoto and, and a couple other programs, and they keep reloading every year, and that's kind of the – you know, that's the mentality and, and mode that we want to roll with, too. Well, Scotty, we got time for one more question each. Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not uh, prepared for a lot of questions uh, because I'm on time constraint today. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, Linville's always got a heck of a tradition. Um, I feel like when I moved over here in the 90s, like I said before, that that was the school from the West that was always standing in the way of a Winfield Mount Union championship, whether it be a boys sport or a girls sport. And uh, we've been paying attention to you guys for a long time. And it was really cool to see you guys uh, hear about your season in detail uh, through the fall last year and see you get all the way to the dome and, and uh, come oh so close to getting to that state title. Um, looking forward to seeing more of that from you this, this coming fall coach. And uh, we'll be watching with interest. Yeah, I appreciate that, Scotty. Thank you. Well, Coach, uh, everybody talks about your offense, but uh, I was impressed with your defense. Uh, you really didn't give up a lot of points this year. Uh, you had a good uh, something Scotty loves. Scotty loves linebackers. You know, he's Mr. <laughs> linebacker. I'm kind of an offensive-defensive line guy. You know, I kind of like that trench warfare. But uh, give us a little overall about the defense. Uh, you know what? Our, our defense last year played played lights out and, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to find some, some pieces there uh, to fit in there. But uh, we've got some pretty talented kids coming back, too. I, I haven't mentioned Dawson James, who started all year for us as a freshman on the O-line, D-line. And, uh, he's, he's just a brawler-type kid. He's going to be a heck of a football player. Uh, and then we got some other kids that have stepped up uh, JV-wise. I think they can really fit into those roles at, at linebacker. Um, 
just uh, guys that, that have really good vision and, and natural instinct instincts might be a little undersized, but what they what they uh, maybe where they lack in size, they, they make up for uh, with quickness and aggressiveness. So that's uh, Taryn Goslink and and. Uh, and then Wyatt Mathis, two guys that I think could, could maybe get the job done in there, stepping into a, a different role. And, uh, we, we bring back some other guys that might be familiar names. Keegan DeWitt, a kid that played quite a bit for us at safety last year, could maybe move into a linebacker position. You know, you mentioned quarter. Then uh, just a couple other guys that, that, that we'll see when the pads get on and we start popping. You just you never know uh, who's going to surprise you. And You know, that guy that works his tail off in the weight room. I haven't mentioned C.J. Nickel yet. He's a kid that played all year for us at running back and – outside linebacker he's a heck of a young man too just uh uh not a real big guy but man he's a fighter i, I love having that kind of kid on my team so uh anyway those guys are going to be exciting uh to, to watch them kind of develop into their their final year and, and some of these other guys stepping up and, as sophomores and, and juniors well we have been talking to mike parkinson uh coach of the year uh last year uh of the linville Sully hawks took his team deep into the state uh uh, at a deep state playoff run. Uh, Coach, was there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? Uh, you know, I, I just think, you know, when we when we think about our kids and and all, all the stuff that these kids have to do nowadays, I think it's just fun to, you know, talk sports with them and, and just appreciate the fact that we got so many kids involved in the state of Iowa, uh, how dedicated they are and how much time they sacrifice to our sports and and, uh, you know, just as, as fans of the game and whether you're just a community member, fan, parent, whatever, uh, you know, just remember uh, that they're out there having having the time of their lives and, and just enjoy it while they're out there because, man, it goes quick. Well, uh, tell all those good people in Kilduff, Linville, and Sully, uh, Round Guy Radio uh, loves them over there. Uh, they listen a lot and they've been a great audience for us and uh, always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Yeah, appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. This episode of Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. And Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa.